This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you to Denise. She was the uh, supplier of this suggestion for a new theme song for the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Thanks, Denise. You did a great job today. Yes. Gold star, Henny. Denise, thank you for uh, recommending that as a new theme song for our show because we are on the hunt. For a new theme song. Why, Bradley, are we looking for a theme song Well, be- after a almost decade on the air? Because B. Arthur stole it from our cold, not dead hands, and we are the only show on my talk without a theme song. Ask yourself why that's a reality. Well, I'll tell you, we were told everyone was getting rid of their theme song a number of years ago. Turns out none of them did. Mm. It was like that game that your friends played on you that one year where they were like, hey, tomorrow we're all going to dress up like Star Wars characters, and you were the only one who showed up like a Wookiee. So we were the only ones who removed our theme song, and um, to that end, we decided to take back our voice. Yes, and it's give an, ourselves it's an exercise of an, empowerment. Exactly yeah. to give ourselves a new theme song, and we're doing it with your help. So thank you to everyone who's made a contribution thus far. Suggestion, and we've got plenty. We're working our way through. Billy Joel, why not? Yeah, we didn't start the fire. Yeah, exactly. And we want you to know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we been there the whole time. We yes, exactly. I mean, luckily, otherwise we'd be pretty cold right now. Thank it's you, true. thank you. Uh, hey, something else exciting that's happening right here at My Talk One Hundred Seven One. It's the My Talk Awards, and you get to be part of it. Bradley, tell them how they can involve themselves in the MyTalk Awards. Just clickety-clack yourself over to MyTalk Awards. Uh, that's MyTalk1071.com. Award shows are up in the air right now, and mostly uh, they're problematic for a number of reasons. It's too long to talk about. Okay, thanks. No more music for you. Um, but we decided to throw our own, and to that end, you the nominees have been announced. All you have to do is head to MyTalk1071.com. Click on our main page, the little icon there with the MyTalk Awards, and uh, you can submit your votes. Voting begins today. And, Colleen, yes. tell us when voting ends. Uh, it, and it goes through the 25th. And also, we have to say uh, a very large thank you to our friends who are presenting the MyTalk Awards, David with First Equity and Chan Hessen Dinner Theaters. Thank you. Because they know a good show. Yeah. Uh, all right, now, moving right along. And yes, by the way, do that. Go do it now. Do not delay. Um, Bradley, uh, Dr. Phil is one of our favorites. Well, no. What? No. No. Um, but now BuzzFeed has a new feature on what a terrible boss he is. Well, BuzzFeed did this piece on Dr. Phil's show and called it essentially, I mean, the headline was current and former Dr. Phil employees, excuse me, say that the set is a toxic workplace. The show says everything's fine. And that was a piece that came out uh, actually today. Um, And I will tell you, having read the piece, that... 
yeah, sure, sounds like it actually is. Yes, and, and by that I mean, as I said, sure, it sounds like a toxic workplace to some degree. And also, I bet it's actually probably not that different from any other self-helpy talk show reality kind of, like, a lot of production outfits on television. And Mm -hmm. the reason I say that is because as you read through, and I can share some anecdotes with you about uh, what former current and former employees have said about working uh, on the Dr. Phil show, um, you know, there is a lot that you will go, ooh, that's horrible. And a lot that will probably make you go, ooh, I've experienced that in my own workplace setting before. And, oh, I'm actually not really that surprised. And it's a far more complicated picture, frankly, than simply saying, Dr. Phil, toxic workplace. Okay, so, okay. I it's funny when you say Dr. Phil toxic workplace. I don't have a reaction that's like that can't be true. Yeah. In fact, I'm like I Okay. Uh, right. Like yeah. I feel like he has a toxic show. So, I don't feel like this is so far-fetched. What are people uh what are people who worked directly under him saying well so people would say things like i would have nightmares i'd literally be working in my sleep have nightmares about something being wrong or not turning something the right way or turning something in rather the right way even when i quit one person said i had to go to therapy which is crazy because you're working for a therapist Mm -hmm. um by the way not a licensed therapist he has a phd in clinical psychology i think if i remember correctly um that is dr phil but yes, he the show is like therapy based. But I think to your point, the premise of the show is like we're going to help people that are a hot mess. Well, why do you think that? Because that's the way the show is presented. Right. Now, what I will say is, you know, BuzzFeed is very quick to point out and they they do very much throughout this entire article on the one hand blank and on the other hand uh, another blank. <laughs> so for example, I you know, I read that piece that excerpt to you from one mm-hmm. of the current or former employees and then they go on to say, Well, you know, none of the people at BuzzFeed News spoke with witnessed like Dr. Phil himself directly engaging in any any of the toxic or abusive behavior they said they'd experienced. However, so that's like sort of right on the other hand, like, yeah, there's some toxic stuff going on, but he doesn't really know about it. Who does that sound like, by the way? Uh like, I don't know this think answer. of think of hosts in prominent positions who've been accused of creating oh. a toxic work environment who maybe didn't necessarily have their hands dirty. Okay, there's somebody specific I'm supposed to be coming up with that I'm not. Ellen. Name. Oh, Ellen. Yes, thank yeah, you. Right. Um, so that sounds very familiar to me. Which again, put a pin in that because I think that's the sort of takeaway that we are going to be led to. Um, however. They go on to say, you know, two current and 10 former employees on this show said it was common to be screamed at and berated by someone named Carla Pennington. And she figures highly in this piece. She was or is an executive producer. And they are they are at pains over at Dr. Phil Inc. to point out that, you know, she's been on this. She's been doing this job for decades. And if she was a horrible person, she wouldn't be in her job. Um, Sure. But staffers are like, yeah, so we were berated by this executive producer, and how can Dr. Phil not know what kind of person his executive producer is? So while they may have plausible deniability over at the Dr. Phil show, um, that doesn't mean 
that they that there wasn't a toxic work environment, right? right? Just right. because the people at the top didn't see firsthand, right? To me, is not an excuse for discounting the experiences of former employees or current employees for that matter right right and you know what's interesting i don't uh, i haven't read this buzzfeed piece yet um and i know you have it is interesting to me that like usually when we read like when we read about ellen it was very much like this is who she is this is the kind of work environment she um she helms um it was like it it like really firmly planted the flag in the ground. This one feels a little wishy-washy to me. Well, again, I think that's because you have everybody at the top saying, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that BuzzFeed at least talked to, uh, the ones that were willing to talk on the record, because, again, I imagine there's a certain number of former employees um, and also former guests um, who talked about all sorts of shenanigans, things like, you know, people drinking, like getting people to drink and take medication. And I was going to tell you a, a little bit about that as well. But I think it's just a case of like there is some distance and the people that are talking were not directly connected to Dr. Phil. But just like with Ellen, it is clear that, you know, a, a, a production company is run by the people at the top and right. the the inv- like, you can't tell me that the people at the top don't understand the environment they're creating and right. that that environment doesn't, like, sort of trickle down, right? To, right. So it's not just the case of, like, a bad apple. Because if that were the case, they would have investigated, found the bad apples, kicked them out. Right. I mean, the executive producer, you have to believe, is working hand in glove with um, with Dr. Phil. Right, it's about the whole system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but to your point, I do think that the piece reads in a very sort of even-handed way. So I actually appreciated that because, you know, it would be easy for BuzzFeed to find a, a, a few disgruntled people, tell their stories, and then it's up to you to judge. But most of us, I think, who've worked in large organizations would say, well, that was their experience. And clearly, it was not the experience of other people. And by that, I mean, in this particular piece, they actually were provided a number of current employees, admittedly and albeit vetted directly by Dr. Phil and the production company, to speak on the record to BuzzFeed. But I don't think that's not nothing, if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. I think that you... As an informed reader, you understand that those people might be prone to put their best foot forward, and they do. They're like, well, sure, things get crazy from time to time. It's a fast-paced environment. Sure, people say things sometimes in the heat of the moment that they regret, but there's not an overall culture or workplace environment that would that I would describe as as toxic or mm-hmm. unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So you do have sort of a very balanced approach in this BuzzFeed piece. Yeah. Can you go back and talk about, uh, you had said something about guests who reported uh, being forced to drink or take pills? Yeah, there is this whole um, anecdote in this piece um, about one, and I don't remember what level she was at, but I think most of these people were probably like assistant producers, like pretty low. Like these are the people working directly with guests, right? And there was one guest where they were like, she was like, I was told to make sure this person skips her medication before the episode because we, you know, it would benefit her to look kind of crazy. And they, they, you know, there's some use of some other words that I won't use, like crazy, uh, that were allegedly used in this, you know, in this type of situation, which does, to me, would raise red flags. 
on some level, I think we'd all go, well, what do you expect from the Dr. Phil show, right? Like you said that at the outset. I think it was set up to be this way. But that said, that doesn't make it right. So I think that these people's experience, my takeaway would be, these people's experience are valid and should be listened to and give us a greater appreciation for what something like Dr. Phil costs us in the way of, you know, as responsible viewers of things, Mm -hmm. like we can learn a lot from this, whether or not it deserves Dr. Phil immediately, you know, going to Monopoly jail and not passing go. I don't know. I, all of this is making me remember a blind item for the other from the other day about Danielle Brigoli. Mm. Catch me outside. Yeah. How about yeah. that? And about the uh, the what is it? What was it called? Second Chance Ranch or something like that. That that yes. outbound Doctor, or turnaround ranch. Yeah, turnaround, turnaround, ranch. turnaround ranch that Doctor Phil sent her to. And all I just I cannot. I cannot shake a feeling that this is probably the tip of the iceberg when it comes to similar to how it happened with Ellen, where certain dribs and drabs of things came out and then everything came out um, and it didn't look good. Again, and unlike Ellen, because I think the story with Ellen was truly just that this was contrary to the thing that was being sold. This seems very much in line with what's being sold. I don't think you have to have like any sort of like earth-shattering investigative journalistic sense to go something's wrong here. Right. Strange things but, are afoot at the circle. Right. But, like, do you watch Dr. Phil and think it was a healthy work environment? Right. <laughs> but there are a lot of people who do and that doesn't also mean that we shouldn't still be outraged or shocked or moved to behave differently as a result of, right? Like right. we can go, yeah, what do you expect? But to me, that's that's kind of not enough either. Oh, I agree. And also, I think it's important to point out that for many people, Dr. Phil is their only encounter with what therapy must be like. And I'm putting that in loose quotes because the truth is most therapy is not like that. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to talk about mental illness and you talk about therapy, who's going to run toward that? Yeah. If that's your one and only mm-hmm. example of it. Mm-hmm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt for the very last time on the Colleen Aww. and Bradley show straight from Hollywood after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Oh, for the final time on the Colleen and Bradley show, our friend Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. From Hollywood, 
It's her last dirt alert. It is. Alyssa, oh. I don't even have any dirt. I just get to chat Elizabeth. with you. Good, let's do it. Do it with this dirt alert. What you will is what the powers that be told me. Well, Perfect. Elizabeth Reese, uh, because some people might be thinking, where's Elizabeth going? <laughs> I why, will tell you. Why is she trying Cincinnati. to leave the Colleen and Bradley show? She's Where are you moving. going? There's nothing in Cincinnati for me. <laughs> I don't even know what to do in Cincinnati. I'm staying right here. Um, so I will tell you, this is just a little bit of an evolution. You guys know I've loved the Dirt Alerts with you. I launched the Dirt Alerts yeah, 12 years ago. I can't believe it's already talk. been 12 years, I know, it's been girl. a dozen years. And it was so fascinating because at first it was just kind of like figuring out what we are and what we were and what to do. And over the years, it's just developed into such a mainstay like everybody knows dirt alert dirt alert dirt yes. alert and um and then they expanded to every hour and in the half hour and i would still pop in at 8 20 12 20 and for many years i popped in at 5 20 as well during the Lori and julia show um but it's this is just a, a shift because as far as um, the station goes the station has resources my resources my time and we just kind of felt like this is going to be the best way to move forward um to not have me on the daily dirt alerts, but it doesn't mean that I'm not no, still part not of the My anywhere. Talk family. So no, once you're in, you're always in. You're in. And listen, I said uh, you're going to have to pry this equipment at my house from my cold dead hands. <laughs> so figure that out, guys. Um, I'm still going to be around to fill in, particularly on the Donna and Steve show, which I'm filling in there next week. I think. See, look at that. You leave today. I know. You're back on Monday. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> and then I um, will still be. You'll hear me on ads with um, you know clients that I love working with as well. And, um, you know, maybe I'll get to fill in with you guys. I said, like, hey, I could do noon to two until I have to go on the air for Twin Cities Live. So I'll still be around. And I'm just so thankful to the My Talk management, number one, to management who has always had my back in terms of whatever's going on in my life. They've said, we want you to be part of this radio station. How can we make it work for you? That It's unbelievable. It's just such a gift to have that. And then number two, I'm so grateful for you guys, um, the hosts of the shows and Holly and Dawn and all of the producers who are just so welcoming to me and let me come in and just jabber on about whatever I want to talk about and have fun. And you are such a bright spot in my day. You guys know I love you personally and professionally well, so much. And you know the feelings are completely mutual, especially since there is nobody else we could have been more excited to troll on her very own show with a stink bomb than Elizabeth Reese. <laughs> and that. that will always be a memory yes. that we will probably continue to have on our show to tell us. That is an April of. Fool's Day <laughs> radio prank gone oh so wrong that should be replayed every single April Fool's Day. And it was when Colleen and Bradley came into the studio when Marjorie Punnett and I had the Marjorie and Elizabeth show. And we were on from nine to noon and they came in and they delivered coffee to us as a gift. And I said, don't trust those two, Marjorie. Don't trust them. They're up to no good. <laughs> and a few moments later, a stink bomb went off and it smelled up the entire floor of the building. And uh, I did not know that I was pregnant at the time. Yep. And I was so sick. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny Crying. about that is that weeks later when we learned that you were pregnant, yeah. I was like, I, I knew it because that the reaction that you had... <laughs> Was not was not, I don't into want to say can. not normal, <laughs> but it wasn't normal. It was extreme. It was extreme, and also Elizabeth, the fact that you can still show up on this show and love us, even Despite though we did that to you, we almost killed you, right? And Marjorie, we almost asphyxiated you in a studio. Well, we thought it was a tiny town. little stink bomb. You, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, we, we ran, ran her out of town. town. You absolutely yes. did. But speaking of Marjorie, you know my podcast, Best to the Nest, mm-hmm. which. 
Um, we come out with new episodes every week. I co-host that podcast with Marjorie Punnett because we had such a bond in the MyTalk studios that we had to work together again. That podcast is distributed by MyTalk and Podcast One. That is going to continue. And listen, I'm lobbying for more promotion for that on MyTalk. Yeah. Well, like, good. Guys, listen, you guys aren't going to have me do the Daily Dirt Alerts. You better figure out some other ways to, you know, just keep me around. Keep Elizabeth around. <laughs> well, and I know people love it. So, and you'll be continuing to put, you know, your heart and soul in that and all the projects that you do. And this will hopefully allow you even more opportunities in your current position. Yeah, yes. I think so. And I felt, um, you know, I took on co-executive producer, the co-executive producer role at Twin Cities Live. And that's, um, turns out it, the title doesn't just come with like, hey, a plaque. You have to right. like, do you some work, do which I can't, I find outrageous, but you yeah. know, whatever. How dare they? Um, but you should talk to Ellen Pompeo about that. Yeah, over should. at Grey's Anatomy. I she should. understands. I think her paycheck is better than mine, well, but that's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But you know, I've been feeling this like sort of stirring in a while that like, I've got to let, I've got to back off something. Like something's mm-hmm. got to be yeah. taken off my plate. And then and then this just sort of happened that this needed to happen for the station and needed to happen for me. And, and I don't know, I feel like when you open yourself up to those kinds of opportunities, good things happen. More well, shall be revealed. if I may just shower praise upon you, Elizabeth, I don't know that people can appreciate the nuance uh, that you um, deal with every day. It is not easy to blend into different shows and bring them exactly what you know they'll know what to do yeah. with. You wear your tinfoil hat proudly on the Colleen and Bradley you show. You found a tinfoil hat, you put it on, and, and we were, we've were we been very thankful for you and what you've added to this se- segment oh, of the show. We man. love you. That means a lot to me. And we always will. The love is right back there. Don't worry. You're, I'll be around. Love you guys. Best. Love you too, love Elizabeth you. Reese. <laughs> you can catch her on Twin Cities Live, and you know she'll be filling in next week. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with some blind items. Mysteries to solve after this on My Talk 1071. Sweet culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we solve those mysteries in the form of blind items. Holly brings them to us. We attempt to solve them in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. I got a little beef with NT Lawyer this afternoon. Ooh, say it. What's going on over there? NT Lawyer has not updated. His website, crazydaysandnights.net, today. Okay, well, we won't hold it against you, Holly. Well, so what I'm telling you... Like we normally do. Mm. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate (laughs) that. So what I'm telling you is that some of these blind items are the junior varsity blind items. Okay. Not ready for prime time blind items. So we're going to do our best to solve these celebrity gossip mysteries. I'm fine with it. Okay, great. Here we go. From the late afternoon until the wee hours of the morning... This foreign-born, illiterate singer binges on wine and pot brownies. She then likes to post to social media about her healthy lifestyle choices. Oh, Gwyneth Gualtrow. Did you say uh, illiterate singer? Yes. Okay. What? What list? A A A list? We did not even. We didn't even get a list. Oh, okay. All righty. Camila Cabello. That's oh, what most that was are good. Saying. Yeah, that's what most people are saying. That uh, from the late afternoon until the wee hours of the morning, Camila Cabello binges on wine and pot brownies, and then she likes to post to social media about her healthy lifestyle choices. Wow. I guess I don't follow her on social media. No. So I didn't know she did that. Um, I will say, and we'll talk about her during the D-bag portion of today's program, and she's like walking around town eating a cookie, so I'm not surprised. 
eating that cookie. Eating that is there cookie. weed in that cookie? I don't know. Might be. Well, she's in California, no so it's possible. Well, good job, Colleen and Bradley. You solved that celebrity Yay. gossip mystery. Now, see, that wasn't so bad. Well, this I mean, next, I get it, but it's not, yeah, this next okay. one, I think we're just going to have to give you an, a nice assist. But it, but this has been making headlines the past couple of days. Nothing like faking a weight gain to sell a bunch more snake oil. That is exactly what the celebrity offspring slash multiple reality star keeps doing, though. Oh, and the whole not looking at numbers things is total crap, too. Not looking at numbers? Like weight numbers? Yeah, like oh. weight numbers. This person is trying to tell you that they're not concerned, but they're very concerned. And also, they didn't gain weight. They're just doing it to sell oh God. their diet supplements. That's a lot stuff. of I internal know. dialogue. I know. And it's a, so it's a celebrity offspring. Yes. Who's also an actor or no? No, but they've been on reality shows in the past. Hmm. Okay. Male, female? Female. Female. Mm-hmm. Not, I was going to say Rob Kardashian. Uh, no, no, not Rob Kardashian. Chris uh, Jenner didn't even think mm-hmm. of this. Uh, now, this person, I'll give you a hint, a couple hints. This person is the daughter of a famous singer, and she has just completed a stint on a network reality show, a competition series. <sighs> a singing one? No. Okay. Like uh, Amazing Race? Uh, not quite. Like... Uh... Celebrity Big Brother? Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, who was on that? You said their mom is a singer? Uh, their dad. Dad is a singer. Dad. Oh, is it um Is it David Hasselhoff's daughter? No. Good guess though. Good guess. I like that you categorize David Hasselhoff first as a singer. <laughs> I know. He'd like to hear that. I know. So would Germany. Germany. Yeah. Freedom. Um, okay, 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 okay. It's not him. Uh, this person, it, I guess it's always kind of surprising that this person has a child that's in the world of reality television. This person is known for being very earthy, very man of the people. Oh, very Bob Denver. <laughs> Bob Denver? Uh, he's of the people. <laughs> well, Bob Denver was Gilligan. No, I'm sorry. The other Denver, John Denver. John Denver. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, this person is very much known for their association with Middle America. They like a particular shade of house. John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. What's the shade of house? Pink. Pink. I don't know what that means. Actually, I'm sorry. I should have said John. Is it? Just John Mellencamp now? I, yeah, I okay. think it is just John Mellencamp. Not John Cougar, not Johnny got, Cougar, not John Cougar. Cougar Mellencamp, just John Mellencamp. Yeah, it's his, he had a daughter. Yeah, it's his daughter, Teddy Mellencamp. Yeah, I now know. I see what you're talking about, Holly. I told so, you. Yeah. We're there. Yeah, so Teddy Mellencamp has been on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She was oh. just on Celebrity Big Brother. And yeah. uh, oops, according to the headline, she shares she gained 10 pounds on Big Brother after nonstop candy and cakes. The secondary headline in this People.com article says that she is the owner of the weight loss program All In by Teddy. And what Auntie <gasps> Lawyer is saying. Oh, yeah. Why is, do I, oh, I remember that from Real Housewives. That's yeah. right. So what Auntie Lawyer is saying is don't believe Teddy Mellencamp. She's just sharing the story because she wants to sell some of her snake oil. Mm. Yeah. It's so obvious. Yeah. Don't believe the hype. Okay, give us another more of that mediocre crap. one in there. Yeah, sure do. Blinded by the idol.
Yeah, again, NT Lawyer hasn't updated crazydaysandnights.net today, which is very disappointing, so we have to go to the junior varsity blind items like this one. I think you guys will solve this, though. The woman in the sex tape that was quote-unquote hacked from the account of the one mm. name past his prime rapper was a woman who had accused him of sexually assaulting her. Oof. Nelly, oof. <sighs> well, that explains that. Yeah, so filling in the blank here, the woman in the sex tape that was quote-unquote hacked from Nellie's account was a woman who had accused him of sexually assaulting her. So there's a lot more to that story. That's a I'll lot say. of details Yeah, that remain to be in print. So curious to see, because remember, the biggest concern they had was that more would be revealed in the way of like private information, not necessarily dirty videos. Right. And Mm -hmm. do I remember that there was like an early report that she was underage and that's why it was, well, one of the, I, I could be making that up if I'm being honest. I, I just thought I heard that somewhere. Yeah. Not having not watched the video. I don't know. Yeah. So that's happening. Oh boy. Here's another blind item that we're just going to have to hold each other's hands to Uh solve. We'll get there. We'll get there. That one wasn't so bad, right? No, that wasn't so bad. But uh, this one is going to be tough. But you know what? We We're just got for do each it. other. Okay. This B minus list actress and her former A list in one field turned B list in another field husband are hoping that her recent social media shenanigans get pushed under the rug before the streaming service pulls the plug on their reboot movie. There was some backlash, but they are so far successfully getting everyone else to ignore it. Now, I don't know the social media backlash, but we have talked about this project being rebooted before. Did you say Netflix? No. Or did I just, you said streaming service. Yeah. I just heard Netflix in my head. Um, and did you say it's a husband and wife that we're looking for? Yeah, but let's focus on the husband because okay. I don't even know who the wife is, to be Okay, honest. so he was A-list in one profession and B-list in another? Yes. Okay. David Hasselhoff. If only, if only, yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. but I'm assuming it's like a music in a movie, or yeah, like a singing in an acting or something. Uh, Yeah, it's a oh Joey Lawrence. Whoa. (laughs) Uh, No, so I'll tell you, this person had a career in music uh, at its height in the '90s, and now has moved on to directing movies of the B variety. So these aren't movies that are... Is this like a Joey Fatone? Oh, he wishes. It's like, if anybody would direct B-movies. Now, this movie, I think we talked about it at the time that it was announced to be made. This movie is a reboot of a classic 60s sitcom that has gotten the reboot treatment several times before. Like, Bewitched? No, but in the supernatural realm... Uh, is it the, uh, space? Um, what's it called? Lost in space. Yeah. That no. actually exists, right? Like, yeah. There's one on Netflix right now. And it's popular. Yeah. No, this one, there's been made for TV My favorite movies. Martian? No. Uh, think less extraterrestrial. Think more scary. More scary. Like monsters. Oh. Oh. Monsters, but they're not like the Adams family. No, the monsters. monsters? Yes. Oh, Oh. who's doing the monsters? 
He's That's more human question. than human. He's more human than human. Yeah. Um, That's that didn't help me. Uh, hard rock. Okay. More human than human. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to get me. No, okay, Rob Zombie. Sorry. Oh. oh, yeah. Apparently, there's some social media shenanigans concerning his wife. Ah. And apparently, their Munsters reboot is in jeopardy as a result of Because the, of the shenanigans? Because of the shenanigans. Now, I'm looking at her Instagram, and I can't read any shenanigans, so that they must have wiped they the must shenanigans. Have, what, what's her name? Her name is Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, that didn't help me. I know. You know. No, it's not your fault. It's Angie's Holly. fault. It's all good. We're here for each other. It's okay. Yeah. We did what we needed to do. We we sure did. We completed the mission. Yeah. And maybe now you're going to go back and watch the monsters or listen or maybe to what? I mean, the original was good enough, I feel like. I don't need yeah. like a reboot. Yeah. But that's just me. That's just me. I'll suspend my judgment until I see it. I bet like super monster fans are very excited. About it, yeah. Are there oh, any of, of those yeah. in the world? Are they, are they like Munster Core? Yeah, right. <laughs> when we return I'm on Munster the Colleen Core and Bradley show, cheese. Yeah, exactly. Me too, Holly. Thank you. Yeah, we tried. a for effort. No, Holly. you did Yay! a great job. You know, and he must be on vacation or napping. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, I would like to do a trailer review. Oh, fun. Team Cobra. Team Cobra reviews movie trailers. There's two movies with trailers that have dropped. Well, one of them I think we're all going to be kind of excited about because it stars Zac Efron. Mm. And the other one is that Marry Me trailer for the movie that we're not going to see. So let's just not even pretend like we're going to see the movie and let's review the trailer when we come back after this on My Talk 107.1. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And, uh, you know, let's be real. I'm probably not ever going to see either of these movies, but I've seen the trailers and I feel like we can review the trailer. Thank you. Welcome to... Team Cobra's trailer reviews. Um, So, okay, two movies, both of which are going to be in theaters and streaming on Peacock. One of them doesn't come out until May. One of them comes out in a couple days. Oh, okay, but we got trailers anyway. We got trailers for days. Now, the first trailer that I want to talk about, because our show has a vested interest in it, because it stars Zac Efron, is Firestarter. Mm, Starting this fire. Hey, I wish it were that kind of a fire we were starting. But in this one, uh, Zac Efron is um, playing the role of a lifetime. He's a daddy. Oh, well, I mean, he doesn't really have to play. (laughs) Hey! But he can if he wants to. Hi! So this is the reboot of the 1984 Stephen uh, King-based movie, Firestarter, that starred in 1984, Drew Barrymore. Yep. Iconic. Iconic. Now I have to be I have to confess, I didn't see it. I never have seen Firestarter. I if I saw it, it was uh very early on and maybe even actually in a theater, so I don't have much of an a memory. A memory of yeah. it. Firestarter is one of those movies that I only remember the VHS cover from the video store. Right. Like little, Drew Barrymore with her hair, like yeah. her pigtails and like the fire behind her. Well, this one uh stars Zach Efron as the dad. It was like a two. It was like a over a two minute trailer. Yeah, we can't long. play it because there's swears in it. Oh, yes. Yeah, so just know. But here's here. Did you guys get to watch it at all? I did. I silently watched it. I was not listening to the audio. That's okay. You don't need to. 
because it's that guy. I mean, that's really all I care about. Right? So this is the thing about this is this is what I wanted to test out when I watched this trailer. Zach Efron playing a daddy. Does it work? <laughs> and I know that sounds silly, but, you know, Zach Efron is high school musical. Like he's had to really take a journey to get to the place where he's playing a daddy. And he's playing the dad of like a I mean, she's got to be like nine or 10 year old. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what's the believability factor in this? And I've decided (sighs) I can't buy Zach Efron as a daddy. He just needs to, he needs a few more like sexy shirtless roles before I can really get him into daddy role. I don't know. It just doesn't, it didn't also, also, also you saw it with your eyes. Yeah. There's something distracting happening. Oh no! What do you mean? What's it's sort of like I mean, in he's this. Always distracting. I know it's in this area, like above his shoulders. Oh, the um, I, you know, I didn't feel that way with this particular uh, trailer. I've seen photos. We talked about. I'm trying to remember what those photos were from. Uh, from uh, his oh, brother's birthday. Yeah, for his brother's birthday, where I was a little concerned. I actually, I mean, this is a new look for him. It's clearly a fake beard that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mustache, because they're trying to get him to... Look like a daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so based on the trailer... So based on the trailer alone, you are not watching this movie. I'm not really into it. I mean, let's be honest, but I might have... Zach might have gotten me there. I will say that... At least you got three minutes with Zach, Yeah, exactly. Uh, The creator of the film uh, said that he has shown it to... Uh, Stephen King and Stephen King has given it the blessing. So just FYI, if it's good enough for Stephen King, it can yeah. be good enough Again, for you. I don't know this. The I'm check not, cleared. I'm not <laughs> a huge Stephen King fan. I mean, there are a couple Stephen King stories I love, but you know, like if you're a Stephen King fan, if you're a Steyer Farter, that's me? a whole different movie. <laughs> Steyer Farter with me, uh, Firestarter fan, then you, you're probably excited about it. But right. yeah, no, I wasn't going to see this movie anyway. Okay. I the mean, only I did thing that was going to get you there was Zach. Baywatch and. Ooh, I'm sorry. No, we'd go back and watch that over this, I yeah. think. Oh, for sure, yeah. 100%. Yeah, no shirt. Um, Okay, I said no shirt, by the way. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, no, it didn't. Very like clearly. Said, yeah. Thank you. Uh, the other one, this movie comes out tomorrow, and we've been talking about this. In fact, we just talked about it yesterday, about the fact that Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson didn't even like each other behind the scenes on the set of Marry Me. Why don't we play a little bit of that trailer? Today is your wedding day! You're welcome. Baby, marry me. God, that's you! Say yes! Say yes? Yes! What do I do? Just stand and smile. This is the most unbelievable thing that could happen in life. I don't fit. We're not so different, Charlie. This is smart. I think okay. we left smart six weeks ago. So all you need to know is that song was a Jennifer Lopez song. And and I don't know if, and by the way, this is a Team Cobra trailer review. We're reviewing the trailer of Marry Me, um, which is the movie that comes out tomorrow starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. After we read that blind item, and I don't know if I was, if I was influenced by that. Yeah. It, it, everything that Jennifer Lopez did looked over eager. And everything that Owen Wilson did had 
an air of resignation to it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't find that to be not... I mean, I find that to be totally believable because I think a Jennifer Lopez movie is exactly what you would expect it to be. It's going to be fabulous in a certain way, right? She's going to look amazing. She's going to have all the best camera angles. Mm -hmm. She's going to be putting her best foot forward. Owen Wilson's probably not going to be the most exciting thing about the movie for most of the people that want to see it. And it also just looks like kind of a fluffy rom-com, which, you know, that's not my thing, but... It has its place. It has a time and a place. Um, I will say now I'm mad at myself because I watched that once and now I keep getting advertisements for it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Algorithm. Mm -hmm. Listen, that's why we're telling you, you don't even need to watch the trailer. Uh, That way you won't be advertised to. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it... exactly what I expected from this movie, which we've been talking about since it first went into production, because, of course, it was on the the heels of the announcement of, you know, Jennifer Lopez uh, publication show. Yeah. Well, we're not going to give in. We're not going to watch that movie. Probably not. Probably but not. we will but talk thank you about for doing Jennifer the dirty Lopez. Work for You're us. welcome. You're welcome. We will talk about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, though, because... Obviously. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what you watching? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this, wondering what you watching on My Talk 1071.